yesterday was a Kamloops City Council meeting, their last meeting of 2020. As always, pleased to help welcome to the show now to break down the business of the day, Kamloops Mayor, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how are you here today? Very good. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for the time. So let's start uh, looking back at yesterday's city council meeting. The opioid crisis, of course, continues to be something that we, we talk about uh, far too frequently um, because we have to. Uh, Kefik, we talked a little bit about this last week, but Kamloops councillors now wanting other municipalities to join the call for a better response to the opioid crisis. Councillors Bass, Hunter and Sinclair all tabling that motion for the federal government to declare the crisis a national public health emergency. We talked about how that would help improve the situation situation last week, but why do you think it's so important for other municipalities, particularly here in BC, to come on board for this call? You know, I, I think the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely abhorrent, the uh, person years of life lost to the opioid crisis, and uh, it just continues to drone on. And I, I think the efforts of councillors uh, Sinclair, uh, Bass, and uh, Hunter uh, were, uh, it was a well-crafted motion, and uh, they articulated their position very well. And uh, I think uh, that's a movement that's uh, starting to get some traction. I know uh, certainly Vancouver... Uh, started it, but I'm hearing now from Halifax and Regina uh, and other places that they're considering uh, a similar kind of thing. And, uh, you know, this crisis actually started on the West Coast, and, and we traditionally have had a more serious drug problem than the rest of Canada, but it has now creeped its way across this country, and I think now would be the time for the federal government to react to it. I think so, too, and, and I hope more municipalities come on board for this call because it is something that needs national attention, not just uh, provincial attention, as it has received so much uh, attention from our province to date, but it can definitely go a little bit higher than that. Uh, switching gears here, the Cooney Bay rezoning. Um, significant development, if it were to go ahead. Early stages, obviously, of a possible new subdivision out there. Um, the fact that this discussion is even being had right now, particularly so soon after the, you know, the Edinburgh Heights subdivision got the go-ahead, what do you think this says about Kamloops, about the growth that the city is anticipating here in the not-too-distant future, just the fact that this conversation is even being had right now? Yeah, so yesterday at Council, uh, we uh, looked at uh, a application for an ALR exclusion. Uh, so it's not at the rezoning stage at this point in time, but this has been a project that's been uh, in some uh, form on the books for at least a decade, and it's uh, obvious that the proponents are thinking that this is a good opportunity to uh, put it forward again uh, because of the uh, desire for single-family uh, residential lots. Uh, the disadvantage with this one, of course, is that it's uh, quite a ways out of Kamloops. So, you know, that remains to be seen what would happen at a rezoning. But uh, yesterday we did uh, move it forward to the ALC and uh, they will rule on the uh, arability of the property. Do you think uh, expanding the city out to Cooney Bay makes sense? You mentioned it is quite a bit of a ways out. So, uh, you know, do you think that that's something that, that makes sense for the city? Uh, you know, there, there's competing interests here. One is the desire to have uh, affordable uh, lots for entry-level housing. Uh, the other part is urban sprawl. So uh, I suspect if this goes to a public hearing, we will hear from uh, uh, people on either side of that argument, and it will be up to council to make a decision at that point. 
Talking a little bit about uh, train traffic yesterday, you had mentioned that there will be more train traffic crossing the South Thompson River in downtown Kamloops as of this spring as CN uh, hauls coal from the East Kootenays to North Vancouver beginning in April. Um, CN trains follow the CP rail line west to downtown Kamloops before switching on to CN's line near 8th Avenue. Are you having any concerns? Are you hearing any concerns from residents about, you know, the fact that train traffic is going to be diverted? I'm imagining some people downtown might be happy to hear about this, but then those, uh, you know, out in the other direction probably a little maybe uh, disappointed to hear that trains might be coming their way a little more frequently? Well, uh, I mean, it's the same number of trains. It's just that the contract uh, has uh, shifted from uh, Canadian Pacific to Canadian National from Kamloops on in. So uh, they have to uh, look at the diversion of the trains, and this is the uh, closest diversion point. So they will shunt those trains uh, across uh, the bridge that's actually directly behind the Sandman Centre. So that's a, a piece of rail traffic that hasn't had a, a lot of traffic on it. Uh, from time to time, they, they build trains and they move smaller amounts of uh, rail uh, cars across there. But these will be significant uh, trains that will be using that uh, uh, piece of track. And so we have to do some upgrades uh, at our end in terms of uh, the crossings at uh, Lawrence Street as well as 7th Avenue. And the TTS will have to do a number on uh, their property because there's a number of level crossings over there that will be be adversely affected and then they will uh, put the train onto the uh, CN tracks and carry it down to North Vancouver on the other side. So Brocklehurst will see an impact from this uh, and uh, the impact in Dallas Valley View will be the same. Composting was a topic of discussion yesterday. Um, curbside compost could be coming within the next couple of years here. Uh, council allocating some money in the 2020 budget and then looking at another uh, almost quarter million in 2021 from the solid waste reserve for staff to apply for the Green Municipal Fund grants uh, to do a feasibility study and pilot program. So things are really starting to move forward on a potential curbside composting program here in Kamloops. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people out there probably want to see. They want to be able to participate in a greener uh, environment here in the city, and it would also probably help extend the life of the landfills here around uh, around us as well. Um, you know, probably happy to see this move going forward. I think it's something that Kamloops is probably, um, you know, in, in need of, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, uh, particularly people that live in multifamily uh, situations where they don't have the opportunity to compost on their own lots. And so uh, that is taking up, as you say, space in our landfills. And, uh, you know, we have uh, goals in terms of reducing uh, our uh, amount of waste, uh, and we do that reduction through diversion. So, you know, we want to be sure that, uh, you know, we've got a, a solid program in place. So that's why we're doing a, a pilot. Uh, things like the size of container, the frequency of pickup, uh, that kind of thing needs to be tested before we would try something citywide. So the monies that we uh, were committing yesterday really uh, help enhance the testing and the pilot prog programs. And after they've had a chance to work them for a while, they'll evaluate those and then make a recommendation with costing uh, back to council for a citywide program. 
This is going to be the last time you and I, particularly, get a chance to speak in, in 2020. So with that being the case, uh, I did want to take a second to try to look back at the year that was here with you, Ken. Um, obviously, a, a bizarre year here with the pandemic, um, throwing wrenches into pretty much every aspect of our life. Is there anything that you kind of look back in 2020 and, and might do differently if you had an opportunity? I mean, I think things went pretty smoothly for Kamloops for the most part, all things considered. It, uh, uh, you know, We projected things might be a little bit worse for financially than they ended up being, which, you know, is a, is a good thing overall. Um, is there anything that you look back at 2020 and say, maybe we could have done things a little bit differently? Well, yeah, I mean, you always do that. Uh, you evaluate uh, every move that you make and, and uh, test that against time. But uh, by and large, I, I think we have weathered the storm uh, fairly well, uh, particularly on the disease front. Uh, and, and touch wood, we hope to remain that way. As I said yesterday in council, this is not over yet, so people shouldn't be uh, dropping their guard. But uh, that's the biggest challenge, of course, we had. And, and that then led to challenges uh, everywhere from on the streets and street affected people to businesses to uh, air travel to uh, all kinds of different uh, economic impacts so you know I, I think that uh, the mayor's task force for uh, economic uh, recovery and renewal helped uh, and I think uh, also uh, you know we've seen uh, some businesses really thrive and pivot and and uh, that's helped we've seen an enhanced uh, amount of uh, technology in play uh, both at home and in business and and uh, that's helped so you know it, it's been a very different year I, I think my biggest disappointment uh, you know uh, would have been the loss of the opportunity for a center for the arts but uh, that will come back at some time and you know we just need to kind of soldier on as I said to council yesterday Camus is a resilient city yeah with uh, you know a hundred thousand resilient and uh, uh, energetic uh, citizens and and uh, we will uh, pick our ourselves up and and we will move along and and uh, i'm optimistic for 2021 yeah, you brought up the, the Kamloops Center for the Arts, and obviously the referendum just couldn't happen in April due to the, the pandemic. Didn't make sense given the, the health concerns about uh, you know sending people in to vote, plus the fact that we were slowly digging into a, a big economic hole uh, that we were now having to, to get ourselves out of. Do you see this uh, the Center for the Arts as something that I know it was going to kind of be a legacy project almost for this term of council, but do you think it has to fall on the next term of council, or do you think there might be opportunities here, given that where there's a lot of talk right about COVID-19 recovery, recovery and, and put, putting money into capital work that maybe this project could happen a little bit sooner than people think. You know, we're we're going to be ready for that eventuality. Uh, you know, uh, having uh, the potential to have uh, shovel-ready drawings and uh, be uh, able to react if there was uh, general support for the arts from uh, uh, the federal or provincial governments. Uh, but I, I think, in terms of the uh, tax base in Kamloops, I think we would have to wait. Uh, uh, you know, until we really see that we have recovered from the economic impact that was dealt us by uh, COVID-19. I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, looking ahead to 2021, do you have any particular goals? Have you thought about kind of what things might look like next year? I think it's a, a hard one to predict given that we don't know how, you know, the vaccination program is going to exactly roll out. We don't know how the virus is going to react as we look ahead to next summer. I know our premier is very positive and, and optimistic that we'll be through it come the summer. And, and that might make a big difference in how we, we go about planning for, for the year, uh, the ha back half of the year anyways. But have you put any thought to what your goals might be for 2021, either personally or, or in your position as mayor? 
Well, you know, uh, we've just re- reviewed our strategic plan, and, and one of the things I think uh, really stood out was the uh, focus on livability, uh, making sure our citizens are healthy and safe, and, and making sure that Kamloops offers uh, a lot of uh, the amenities that people value. And if nothing else, the last year has really uh, shown us that, uh, you know, we need to adjust our values in terms of uh, uh, how we look at uh, nature and, and uh, our park system and those kinds of things. And uh, we need to do more things uh, on a local level. And uh, I think if we can strengthen uh, that, that will be uh, something that uh, would be a legacy from uh, this particular pandemic that we could be proud of. And uh, so I, I wish to, uh, you know, say to the residents of Kamloops, uh, all the best for 2021, uh, good health. And uh, to you and uh, your colleagues at uh, CHNL, thank you for the coverage that you have provided us uh, over the year and uh, look forward to you continuing to do that well into the future. Mr. Mayor, can't say it better myself. Thank you so much for, for joining me all the time here uh, over the course of 2020. I can't wait to get you back in the studio here one of these days. Uh, looking forward to that, and hopefully that happens sooner than later in 2021. But uh, have a great holiday, and we'll catch up with you in the new year. Thank you very much. There you go. Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian. What a year it's been.